Thank you for listening to the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray that your life will be forever changed by what you hear today. Our goal is to encourage, inspire, and challenge you to experience the real Jesus. Thanks for listening. Now let's tune in. Well, good morning, church. Thank you so much, Pastor Leah. Give Pastor Leah a hand. Boy, she does an amazing job, doesn't she? Whole worship team's doing great. We um, we are blessed to have the, the talent and the gifts that we have here at Hope City. And uh, God is so faithful. You know, my prayer is that he never gives us talent that outruns our, our heart. That heart and character always take precedent over gifts and talent. Uh, I, I have served at places where they said that uh, they'll take... Uh, uh, gifts over spiritual, uh, uh, I guess I should say, uh, spiritual competency. And I'll tell you, that'll never be the, the situation here. Uh, I believe God anoints people whose hearts are for him. And I'm going to tell you, you can be talented without the anointing. Hello? But I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I'll take the anointing every day of the week. Amen. Amen. So that's a heart condition. I'm grateful. Well, Pastor Leah has a wonderful heart for the Lord and all of our worship team, just incredible people who love the Lord, and I'm so grateful for that. I'm going to be talking to you today, like I said, about the book of Galatians. Before I do, uh, VBS is upon us. One person, two people, very good. Well, get excited because I need your help. We need some volunteers. If we don't get volunteers, we get what's called voluntolds, right? Uh, we need people to jump in and help us. Uh, we're believing for a gaggle of kids for VBS this year. Uh, that is a random number somewhere between 100 and 1,000. A gaggle. We'll take as many kids. We got uh, um, Registration is open, so if you just want to ditch your kids for a few nights, go ahead and register your kids. Uh, Wendy, what's the date for VBS? She's pulling it up. Okay, either way. It's coming up. It's coming up. You can get all the information right out here. Uh, July 10th through the 12th. It's only going to be three nights this year, uh, but it's going to be amazing. It's going to be here at the school, so we have space. How many are grateful for space? Amen. Speaking of space, be, uh, be in prayer. We should have our initial drafts and drawings for the Hope Center back, if not this week, next week. And so, yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. So be praying with that, uh, that process that uh, we should finish up this summer. Uh, and then we're going to keep moving forward. Uh, just be praying uh, that the Lord gives us what we need to get that project started and get it finished. How many of you guys are ready for a permanent home for Hope City? Yeah. So just be praying. We're going to trust the Lord and honor the Lord in everything we do. And that starts with your giving. I want to thank you for being a giving church. Uh, if you're not giving, I want to challenge you to give. Uh, the Bible tells you that there are blessings when you give and contribute. And so uh, make sure you're taking part in those blessings. Uh, and if you're, here's the thing. If you're new here, we expect nothing from you. We expect nothing from you. We want you just to enjoy the service. Uh, but if you're a regular attender, if you're a member, uh, we challenge you to give in accordance to God's word uh, because there are blessings that are tied to that. Let's jump into Galatians. I've entitled my sermon today, Justified. Justified. Uh, the book of Galatians is uh, very unique. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple of different things that make it unique. Uh, the book of Galatians is actually known in uh, theological circles as the Christian's Declaration of Independence. It's the Christian's Declaration of Independence. Uh, most believe it was written in 57 AD. 
Uh, it's in current day Galatia is in Asia Minor. It's Turkey. Turkey. And for those uh, who are uh, familiar with the book of Revelation, all seven of the churches of Revelation are associated with the church of Galatia. And so uh, that's Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, uh, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Uh, so you can, uh, you can go study Revelation and learn a lot about uh, the church of Galatia. Galatians was written due to the fact that there were spiritual teachers in that day that were trying to take Christianity backwards, back into the law of uh, Judaism. And so Paul is laying down a reprimand for spiritual leaders uh, in Turkey. And he's saying, guys, look, there is an expectation that we have gone past Judaism into this wonderful grace through Jesus Christ. We're not going back. And so he's laying the smack down uh, on spiritual leaders of the day. And I love that. When Paul writes letters, uh, he always gives love, but he clearly admonishes and corrects. And so uh, uh, these teachers were doing things such as requiring circumcisions uh, for, for Gentiles. How many know it would be hard-pressed to grow a church in Crestview if we were trying to get circumcision done to be a member? <laughs> Anybody want to sign up just to see what happens? Can you imagine? Welcome to Hope City. You're new here. Oh, we've got a great surprise for you today. We're so glad you're here and not us, right? And so uh, Paul was basically telling him, look, all of these laws and all, there were 613 Hebraic laws. And he said, we are no longer subject to the law. We now operate differently. As a matter of fact, my first uh, verse today is Galatians chapter four, verse four through five. He says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. What does that word were mean? Past tense. We are no longer under the law and everybody said. Now, there are a lot of people today that still like to keep the holidays and they still like, there's nothing wrong with that. But when somebody tries to manipulate you based on Hebraic law, this is a verse that you can go to. We are no longer under the law, praise God. No longer under the law. Those laws were things like, I read some of them this past week. Don't, don't mix plantings in certain fields. You can't put seeds in the same field. If you're growing tomatoes over here, don't put your cucumbers next to them. What kind of a world would we live in without cucumbers and tomatoes in the same yard? That'd just be weird, right? So there's all kind of laws. There were laws about not breeding. Uh, uh, we, we can't take a, a, a good dairy cow and mix it with a good beef cow so we can have milk and meat out of the same animal. You couldn't breed these creatures together. There were all sorts of these weird laws that if you broke any of them, you were considered a failure. You were considered unrighteous. And you were considered unjustifiable. You could not find righteousness until... You sacrificed an ox, a dove, some sort of animal that had been created for the purpose of sacrifice. And so let's finish reading this verse. It says that uh, 
Christ came to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons of God, right? Sons and daughters of the Lord. How many of you will take that as opposed to 613 Hebraic laws? Gracious mercy, absolutely. So Paul was basically writing to the church of Galatia to share the superiority of Christianity over Judaism. He was saying, this is a new thing. We're now in Christ. You don't have to go for all of these laws anymore. Now we follow Jesus, not the law, right? Uh, there's six chapters, 149 verses, 3,084 words. It's broken down into three main sections if you want to study it. Uh, chapters one and two is the gospel of the crucified Messiah. I love the way he opens up. He's teaching the church of Galatia, which was a majority Jews. It was a majority Jews. And he is laying down the fact that the Messiah not only had come, but that he had been crucified, which is important if you know Judaism. They still don't believe that the Messiah has come, even now. Even today, they're watching for the Messiah, right? So uh, chapters 1 and 2 is the gospel of the crucified Messiah. Chapters 3 and 4 is about the new multi-ethnic family of God. The new multi-ethnic family of God. Jews and Gentiles alike. That means you don't just have to be born into a Jewish family. Now anyone outside the Jewish faith could be engrafted as children of God. Are you excited about that today? Then chapters 5 and chapter 6 are about the transformative power of the Holy Spirit. The transformative power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, in Galatians chapter 5 and 6, uh, we read about the fruit of the Spirit. If you want to study the Holy Spirit, I recommend Galatians chapter 5 and chapter 6. Uh, for the sake of time today, I'm not going to get that far. Uh, but what I am going to talk to you about is the justification of the saints. Uh, being justified. What does it mean to be justified? We're going to look at it according to the scripture today because it's imperative. A lot of people understand forgiveness, but they do not understand justification. Mm, is right. I wish more people would understand justification. And let me explain this to you. Let's say uh, that we are in the courtroom and I come before the court completely guilty. And the court says, we know you did the sin. We know you broke the law. Uh, we are uh, sentencing you to five days in a county jail. Uh, but somebody else is going to pay the penalty. You've been forgiven of the penalty. That's forgiveness. Justification is different. Justification says it's like you were never involved. Justification is the understanding that Jesus took on your sin in every failure that you ever made. Now watch this. It's going before the judge and him saying, it's not on you. There's the guilty party over there. And Jesus standing there takes the penalty. And the judge says, you're righteous. You had nothing to do with it. That's justification. Because now in front of the judge... There is nothing that would withhold you from standing in that courtroom with the expectation of the best of the court. Right? You're innocent. The court has forgotten your sin. Can I tell you, your justification is the same way in the kingdom and the courtroom of heaven. It's not just enough that God has forgiven us. I'm grateful for forgiveness. Amen. I need it every day. Anybody else need it every day? 
right? I need mercy and grace every day, multiple times. And Wendy said, amen. But justification is knowing that I can come back into the courtroom with expectation that I can go to the judge. It's justification knowing that I can approach God looked at as righteous, not just as a forgiven sinner. We're going to talk about this today. Galatians chapter 2, verse 16. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ, not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. No flesh shall be justified according to the law. He's basically saying, it's, God looked down and he had this system whereby an innocent animal would have to give their life, but still the person carried the shame of the sin. You were forgiven, but you weren't justified. Can I tell you, there's a lot of people here, you're walking around forgiven, but you've not stepped into your justification yet. How do I know? Because I can tell by how you pray. I can tell by reading the connection cards. I can tell because somebody who's forgiven doesn't expect the best from their father. But someone who's justified does. You see, there's a difference between your forgiveness and your justification. According to the law, there was forgiveness. You would sacrifice an animal. Uh, the priest would put it on the altar and they would say, congratulations, you have forgiveness of sin. And you would walk around in guilt and shame even though you were forgiven. Justification says, the sacrifice was so great that I have now cast your sin into a place called the sea of forgetfulness that I no longer associate you with your penalties. You are justified through Christ. And how? Through faith. Through faith. It's that simple. If you believe that you are forgiven with that same seed of faith, you can walk justified before God. You see, here's the difference. Here's my Nora story for the week. You ready? When Nora messes up, she comes to him with her head down like this. Dad, I made a mistake. Okay, what'd you do? You know, tried to stab the dog with a fork. <laughs> or whatever it was. I was thinking something real. Oh, she put her dog in her Barbie garage in her Barbie house. Poor dog thought he was being stuck in his tomb forever. <laughs> Yelping and hollering and Nora just closed the door on him. His face about that big. You know, he's a five-pound shit too. He doesn't care. He's tiny. So she shoved him in there and closed the door. And I said, Nora, what are you doing in there? Dog was losing his mind. Huh? Nothing. <laughs> I said, that's not true. What are you doing? Uh, I put Cooper in the garage of my Barbie house. And instantly she knew that's wrong. She put her head down. I'm sorry. I said, that's okay. Let him out. She goes over and lets him out. And 
Cooper comes flying past me trying to get away from her, right? Smart dog. <laughs> now here's the thing. Nora knows that she's made a mistake. Head hung down like this. I won't do it again. Yeah, you will. You're going to make more mistakes, kiddo. You're human. But here's what dad's asking. Leave the dog out of the Barbie garage. But you're still going to make a mistake. Justification is knowing that you've made mistakes, but instead of coming like this to God, you come like this to God. And you say, I'm imperfect. But because Jesus went to the cross, I can now come to you with a boldness in my justification that yes, I make mistakes, but it's been paid for. I'm not just forgiven. I'm not just a slave to my past. I'm free from my past. It's been expunged by the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you seeing the difference between forgiveness and justification? I want you to have good understanding of this. Justified, if you look it up, it means declared righteous in the sight of God. Declared righteous in the sight of God. To be in right standing with God. I hear a lot of preachers. I, I, I listen to tons and tons of preachers on, uh, on YouTube. and There are a lot of preachers that I believe... Uh, they preach what they've been told about grace, but they've never experienced grace. And the reason I can tell this is because when you really experience grace, there is a beauty and a freedom that begins to flow in your life. And you begin to operate and function in a likeness of spirit, in that justification, knowing that, yes, you made a mistake, but God being a God bound by his word he has cast your mistakes into a sea of forgetfulness. He says, I've cast them as far as the east is from the west. Somebody do the math on that. Now, these ain't my words. I'm talking to you about the scripture. Somebody go do the math. Get out your measuring tapes. And one of you walk east. The other one walk west. And let me know how far that is. It's eternally separated. From your sins. Are you grateful you've been eternally separated from your sin? Meaning that while you're stepping into eternity, your sin is continually traveling further away from you. Every moment of the day, it's going further and further away from the mind and the heart of God. You're justified. You're not just forgiven. Why is it important for us to understand that? Because it allows us to posture ourselves correctly as a child, as a son and daughter of God, knowing, yes, that we will make a mistake, but there is justification, not just forgiveness. It's not just God pitying me. It's not just God patching up another, well, Josh blew it again. No, that's how we were taught. That's how some of us were taught growing up, that God is just up there waiting with a lightning bolt to strike, and instead of hitting us, he just pops Jesus again. That's what we're taught. And it's not true. The scripture says that he sent his son 
that those who were under the law can now walk justified by Christ. You walk as someone who has never broken the law. Do you know how beautiful that is? In the eyes of God, once you have submitted to Christ, covered with his blood, when God sees you, he sees the perfection of Jesus. When I'm teaching this to my kids, I call it my Jesus camo. I'm hidden in who Jesus is. Are you grateful for that today? Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 gives us some insight into that. It says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So why is justification so important? Galatians chapter 3, verse 22 and 23 says this, but the scripture has confined all under sin. That means you, that means me. Look at your neighbor and say, you too. The scripture has confined all under sin. That the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law. Kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Why is it so important to understand justification? When you understand the distance that has been put between you and your mistakes, you fall madly in love with Jesus. This scripture tells us that that if it wasn't for Christ, we were pressed by the law. You were completely incapable of righteousness. But something happened. These 613 laws, which prevented you from ever living righteous, all of a sudden, God sends his son to not just forgive us. A lot of people get off the train too quick. When salvation takes place, forgiveness takes place, but at the same moment, justification takes place. When I see my mistakes, and boy, there are plenty, and I see my failures, And then I see that this wonderful being we call God sent his son to die so that me in my failures under the law, by just believing in him, I have left that position. And this is forgiveness. And if it was just for forgiveness alone, we should be just giving him all the glory and all the praise. But it doesn't stop there. Because God is a perfect God. Everything he does. The Bible says, we were talking about this morning in the circle. How beautiful is a God that says, I'm faithful to complete that which I've begun. It's not just enough that I forgive you. I'm going to justify you. I'm going to perfect you. The Bible says he's the author and the finisher of my faith. 
which means, yes, I've been forgiven, but now there's this whole new position over here called justification. And when I look at what I used to be before Jesus, and I see, yes, I'm forgiven, but more than forgiveness, I'm justified by faith in Jesus Christ. I fall head over heels in love with him. Because he says, I'm not just going to forgive you to where you walk around with your head down. To where you walk down, beat down like some servant of a king who was overlooked in offense. He says, I'm going to go one better. I'm going to make it as if you were never part of the sin to begin with. To justify you. Now, when you come before the Lord in prayer, you don't come as a whipped, beat down, well, Lord, here I am again. I failed again. I messed up again. He said, again, what's this again business? I'm bound by my word. I can't remember your last. So every time you come to me, it's like it's the first time you've messed up. And the minute you bring him your mistakes, justification takes place again. And here you are. Watch this. Not just forgiven, but justified through faith. And now when Jesus looks at you, he sees perfect righteousness again. Are you picking up what I'm laying down, church? I want you to understand there's a difference. I can forgive someone and still hold a grudge. I can forgive and not forget. But God programmed himself. Think about this. He created in himself the ability to reboot you spiritually. To give you a fresh start. It's not just enough that somebody did the time. You never did the crime. Do you see the difference in forgiveness and justification? I want you to understand this because so many believers were taught forgiveness. But when it came time to teach you justification, be careful, there's too much authority there. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, Pastor Josh, be careful. You're about to turn people loose praying a little bit differently. How does it change me? Lord, I messed up again. Turns into, Father, it's your son. There's a need in my city. And I come boldly before the throne of grace. Righteous through Christ Jesus. Perfect and covered in his blood. And here's what my city needs. I need you to break the spirit of addiction in the city of Crestview. Do you see the difference? (laughs) Listen, as long as you're praying, I'm not mocking praying. What I'm saying is you can have authority when you pray. Because God doesn't look at you as a failure. When he sees you covered under the blood of Christ, if you've received Christ, he sees a perfect, justified person. You never committed the crime to begin with. 
And so many of us open the conversation with, I know I've blown it so many times. God's like, what? What? Read the Bible, folks. Read your Bible, please. Because if you read it, you'll have understanding. You'll begin to pray differently. You see, when I go to the Lord like I'm a failure, I expect to be treated like a failure. When I go before the judge over here at Okaloosa County for a speeding ticket, which may or may not have happened, (laughs) and they got cameras. Thanks a lot for that, Tim. Appreciate that. And they say, we've not just got your license plate. We got the vehicle. We got your face through the windshield of your car. And you say, yeah, I kind of blew it, didn't I? And Jess says, yeah, pay this fee and you'll be forgiven. There's a cost to my mistake. And then I walk out of the courtroom, but guess what? Next time I walk in the courtroom, he's like, oh, Lord, it's Pastor Neil. What'd you do this time? Ah, speeding again. Judge is like, you had to slow down, preacher. But imagine a scenario where I walk in and they have my face on camera. They know it was me. And I walk in before the judge and I say, um, not guilty. <laughs> Uh, Let me say it again. Not guilty. Judge say, uh, Pastor, under what terms? It was Jesus driving the car. (laughs) Taylor said it best, Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) You think you're crazy. So it doesn't equate to our flesh, does it? Because... In the courtroom of eternity, remember, God is called judge before he's ever called savior. He's called judge before he's ever called king. And we go stand before him in eternity and he goes, I've got your face. And the devil's saying, that's his face. That's Josh's face. That's Pastor Neil's face. That's that's Wendy's husband's face. Right? And he's, he's labeling me with everything to try to square me into this corner. He's painting me in. He goes, that's, that's Maddie's dad. That's Nora's dad. That's Gabe's dad. That's Larry and Cherry's son. He's giving every ounce of evidence he can to put me at the scene of the crime. And you step up before the court of eternity. And you lean forward. And you're about to speak and a nail-pierced hand grabs the mic and pulls it over and says, he's not guilty. Amen. That was me. Amen. Can I tell you, your hands would lift in worship because the penalty of sin is eternal death. And Jesus said, nah, that's on me. I paid for that mistake. 
he wasn't even there when it happened. You see, he read the scripture in Galatians where it says he was justified. By what? He's justified by faith in me. That he trusted me to take care of his sin for him. So now you stand there waiting. And not only is there no sentence, there's no jury, there's no prosecution. It's as if it never happened. You have been justified in Christ. And now, when you come into the court of heaven, you can petition your Father for whatever you need. Because you're not this guilty party. Justified. Are you grateful for justification today? Stand up on your feet. I want to pray for you. Hallelujah. My goal to my teaching today is to get you to understand that you have a different level of expectation than what some of us have been taught. That you can go boldly, like the scripture says, before the throne of grace with the expectation of receiving all of the help you need. Why can we go boldly? Because there's no foul, there's no harm, there's no sin on you if you're in Christ Jesus. Now, hang on. If you are not in Christ Jesus, if you've not received Christ, this justification has not been applied to you yet. So I implore you, make knowing Jesus the priority of your life. Can I tell you, there's a day we're all going to stand before a judge. We're all going to stand before the judge. And God is going to look down. He's going to see one of two things. He's going to see the blood of Christ or he's going to see us in our sin. That's it. And if we have received Christ, if we've received the justification that the book of Galatians so eloquently talks about, if we've received that justification, then we will stand there innocent before the sight of God. But if we haven't, there's a penalty that has to be paid. So again, I implore you, make knowing Christ the priority of your life. Amen? Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. We'll take a couple minutes. If you're here and you have not made knowing Christ your priority and you say, Josh, I want to change. I want to make this a priority. I want to know that I know. I want to know that I know. I want the confidence in my justification through Christ. I want to know. If that's you, nobody's looking around. Just raise your hand. I'm not going to call you forward. I'm just going to pray for you. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody? God bless you. Anybody else? You just say, I just, I want that confidence. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah. The next group I want to pray for are those who you haven't been operating fully in your faith because you haven't understood your justification and you want God to reveal to you that you are justified and you want to know you're standing in the presence of God. You want to know that you've been justified. If that's you and you want to walk in a new boldness, I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray for you as well today. Praise God. You're not just forgiven. Baby, you are justified. God bless you. Hands all over the room. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your love that sent your own boy to the cross. 
I can't even imagine. Lord, if you were to ask me to sing Gabriel, this whole world would end up short. I couldn't do it. But you and your infinite love and your infinite grace, you did that for us. And I just want to say thank you for that. Lord, for those people who raise their hands and they want to know that they know. They want to know that they know. I pray, Lord, you'd give them a boldness to come up front after and let us pray with them. But to also let them know, Lord, that it's as simple as confessing with their mouth and believing in their heart. It's simple. It's simple. It's man who has complicated your work. Lord, for everyone else who raised their hand, Lord, they're in a season to where they need to walk in a newness of their faith. A richness and a boldness unlike ever before. Lord, we're grateful for forgiveness. But we're justified. We're not just forgiven. We are made righteous in your sight. Like we were never at the scene of the crime. So Lord, in the same way that you see us, would you help us see ourselves in that way? So that when we come before you with our needs, that we come with a new expectation. That we pursue you in our relationship with you with a new boldness, not coming as some whipped down, uh, messed up servant, but we come boldly, boldly to our Father who's justified us at the cross. I thank you for that. And with every head bowed, every eye closed, if everybody, saints and people who are praying for the first time, just repeat after me, say, Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. I make mistakes. I need forgiveness. Not just forgiveness. I receive justification through faith in Jesus. I believe he died on the cross. I believe he rose again. And I thank you that by the confession of my mouth and the belief in my heart that I am saved. I thank you for that. Thank you for justification. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Are you grateful for the Lord today? Let's give him a hand. Let's give him a hand. Remember, remember, as you go, sign up to volunteer at VBS. Uh, make sure you get plugged in. We need volunteers. Let me put a blessing on you, and I'm going to send you out of here. Lord, bless us and keep us. Be gracious to us and show us your favor. Make your face shine upon us and give us peace, both now and forevermore. Cover us with the blood of Jesus. From the top of our head to the soles of our feet, we thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper. But whatever we lay our hand to, Lord, may it be multiplied because you've called us to it. You've called us to it. And there's a purpose behind your plans. We love you. Bring us back next week with more of your wisdom and more of your word locked away in our heart. And we'll give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. We love you. We bless you. And we'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks again for joining us today for the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray that what you've heard today will bless you until the next time we meet again. We hope you'll join us again soon to be encouraged, inspired, and challenged to experience the real Jesus. Take good care and God bless.